welcome to the Dr. Frankavilla Show. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Frankavilla, board-certified family physician and diplomate with the American Board of Obesity Medicine. I've been helping patients lose weight to treat and prevent medical problems for the last 10 years, and I'm taking what I've learned from them to you. In this podcast, you will learn the science behind why you struggle with your weight and what to do about it, tips for common challenges, work to fight bias about what a healthy weight really is, and improve your relationship with food and your body. Please remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. This podcast is meant to be informational in nature only, not medical advice. Please seek out care from your physician for your specific needs. Okay, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Dr. Frankavilla Show. Today, I have a guest with me, Dr. Sarah Stomva, and she is going to talk to us about what she does as an obesity clinician, helping people lose weight, and specifically talk a little bit about life coaching. So really excited to have Dr. Stomva here today to talk about these topics. So Dr. Stomva, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us who you are, how you got into the field of helping people lose weight. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me tonight. I am an obesity medicine physician. I am a family medicine physician by training. And during my residency, I realized so many of the medical conditions that I was treating my patients for may have had weight as an underlying component. So I was seeing patients for blood pressure or diabetes or arthritis and many different concerns. And they had the same issues over and over again that they were dealing with their weight. And they were asking me, Hey, Dr. Stamba, I'm interested in losing weight. And I didn't really feel like I had a great tools to be able to address that. And so I started studying it a bit on my own. I did additional training during my residency to be able to address how do I help my patients in this way? And I discovered the field of obesity medicine. I, our stories sound very familiar as we're talking. I know you and I've talked before, as soon as I finished training, went to a general family medicine practice and sat for my obesity medicine boards. And that has been part of my practice just since the beginning. And then through all of that, I was practicing both in traditional primary care, as well as obesity medicine. And I sought out a life coaching program for myself. We knew we had a cross-country move coming up, and I was looking for some guidance, both personally and professionally. And through that coaching course, I was getting all of these tools for myself. And I realized this is exactly what I need for my patients. And so I went through the process of becoming a life coach as well. And so now I have my own weight loss practice where I see patients for these long comprehensive visits. We work on a individualized and comprehensive approach to weight loss, targeting everything from nutrition and exercise to medical conditions. And then the psychological aspect through life coaching, we focus on really significantly. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds like we're similar in our style that we're like, let's look at the whole picture. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. as more people are realizing that we can treat weight and not just sort of blame people and try fad diets over and over again, there's more people in the space now that are, that are sort of offering advice, offering medications, offering plans. And I think, you know, if you really have struggled with your weight for a while and you want 
really your underlying medical problems to be addressed and your goal is to improve your health, you're looking for something like that, right? Where you're like, let's look at the big picture. Let's use all the tools to improve health instead of just focusing on nutrition or just focusing on a medicine or just focusing on exercise. How do we bring a lot of these things together in a sustainable way and in a way that really improves health, which is, is what I'm all about, right? Like that's why we became doctors was to make people healthier. And so a lot of times it's that whole dimension. Okay, so life coaching is something that seems like has really exploded in the last several years. And I know so many people who have had really positive experiences with life coaching. And I will be honest, I don't actually know exactly what life coaching is. So tell me, like, what is life coaching? Like, what is the definition? What is it? Because I think to people who haven't encountered it, haven't seen the effect it's had on someone, it can sound a little like, woo, like, what, what am I doing my life wrong? Right? Like, what is life coaching? Totally. Yeah, I think similarly, before I did the life coaching program that I was enrolled in, it's been three or four years now, before I did that, I honestly... I had no idea what it was. I had this idea. It's just woo woo, right? It's for people who I don't even know, not me and not for just your average person. So life coaching is looking at one's life. A life coach helps you to analyze a problem that you have, maybe personally, maybe professionally, maybe both. And how do you work through your mind and see where you're holding yourself back and where you could help propel yourself forward? And in a lot of ways, there's overlap with therapy and it's focusing in this mental health space. But I think one of the biggest differences is that life coaching is looking forward. So you're taking a problem specifically, maybe a series of problems and working on those moving forward, where a lot of times therapy is one focused on mental health conditions and a lot of times looking at problems from the past and how that has impacted you. And so I think A lot of people, or at least a lot of my patients, don't necessarily identify with seeking therapy because they may not have anxiety or depression or a trauma, and it doesn't completely resonate with them that they need therapy. They may have some sort of bias that that is not a good fit for them. And so life coaching helps to address that you know, specifically in the mental wellness realm, being able to focus on these problems and see how in a specific situation can I be empowered to move forward? Thank you for that explanation. And that's kind of the sense I've gotten, you know, seeing people who've gone through life coaching. And what I've seen for a lot of my patients when we talk about their experiences with therapy, and this is not to just therapy at all. I recommend it literally every day. Therapy and counseling is huge. But for certain people, depending on, on their mindset, their experience, then life coaching can be a little more proactive, right? People who want action steps, who want to focus on making change, making action. A lot of my patients, you know, what they didn't like about therapy is it just felt like a lot of talking and they were like, okay, but what do I do? They wanted, they wanted yes. to figure out how to change something and they didn't feel like they were getting that. So sounds like for someone who's just trying to be a little more proactive and figure out how to move in a new direction, move forward or, or move upward, depending on, I guess, how you're thinking about it. Like that's sort of, sort of what you're looking for with a life coach. Yes. And that's exactly, I think that's a very fair way to say it. And I, there certainly are therapists who could be really helpful in this realm. But one thing that I was finding in my practice was that 
there is such a shortage of therapists in general, but especially therapists who are well-versed in the health psychology field. So therapists who have gone through training specifically to be able to help patients with conditions like weight was really challenging to find were there people who had openings in their practice who maybe fit with their insurance plans? And so even if that field exists, there just wasn't the access. And so being able to approach it from the life coaching aspect as well really helped me to be able to offer that directly to my patients as well as just improve access in general. Yeah. So you're super comprehensive because you're like not only just offering all the tools, but you're also doing some of that behavior change, you know, life coaching along with what you're doing. And it sounds like you thought there just wasn't that need wasn't being met for your patients. So you're like, I'll just do it myself. (laughs) That's exactly it. And right now I'm just a one, a one woman show. Eventually that might change, but that's exactly, I'm doing the whole thing because so often we're talking about a nutrition change or an exercise change or whatever it is. And my patients will say like, okay, I want to stop eating dessert every night. And they have an idea of what their goal is. And then when it comes down to applying the advice, they're like, but then I keep doing it. And so trying to figure out why do you even have that habit in the first place? And how do we change that habit and work for strategies that are going to make sense for you as opposed to just, well, don't eat snacks before bed. They're like, well, I know how to do that. I know I should do that, but I don't know how to practically make that happen in my life. Oh my gosh. This is like resonating so much right now. I had my son's conference, his first grade conference today. And I was like, this is the difference between just telling someone what to do and coaching, right? Like it kept being like, well, he should do this. And I was like, cool. How do we teach him how to do that? Right. How do we get him to want to do that? Right. To be able to do that thing. And so I think we utilize coaching in all different aspects of our life. I uh, do Peloton. I love my Peloton coaches, right? Like they help mm-hmm. you move forward. I do CrossFit. I'm a CrossFit coach, like coaching. And those is all about helping people reach their goals, right? And so it's not telling mm-hmm. someone what to do, but if someone wants to get better at pull-ups or lift heavier weight or run faster, like, well, here are things that you could do. And like, here's what's getting in your way. And so coaching in other ways, it's it's figuring out the same thing, right? It's figuring out how to get that person to their goal. And there might be lots of different paths, right? Like what works for one person is not what works for someone else. Mm -hmm. Well, that's exactly it. Because so often we we have an idea of what we want and then trying to make a plan for ourselves moving forward. We're limited by our own beliefs of maybe things that we've done before or what we know other people have done. And so being able to have someone reflect back to you, what are different options and what are you doing that's holding you back and where could you make tweaks to be able to move forward in a way that fits for your life? Yeah. Awesome. So Who is a good fit for life coaching? We talked about that a little bit, but who is the person who really can just see huge improvement in their health or their weight or their goals from life coaching? What would that person sort of be looking like? Yeah, honestly, I think that life coaching can be a really good tool for a lot of people. So there are life coaches who are general life coaches. So they, you come to them and they will talk to you about any topic. And then there's a lot of life coaches who have become subspecialized, you know, either through official training or they've just done that work over and over again in more specific areas. And so a lot of my patients are seeing me, of course, for weight loss. And so we are 
I do weight loss coaching in that way. And so someone who is interested in weight loss coaching, they want to look for a weight loss coach, but there are also people who are in the business coaching space or in the relationship coaching space or money or sex, or I don't even know if you can think of it, like there is someone who coaches on it. And so if you have an area in your life that you're struggling with and you feel like, Hey, I wonder if this is something I could get help with. The answer is probably yes. So I think that brings to like the next question. Like, how do you find someone who's a good coach, right? Are there Mm -hmm. like certifications? Like, how do you find someone who's a good fit for what you need? Yeah. So I think I'm most familiar with the weight loss space. And so I'll speak to that specifically. One of the things that is most interesting to me is that there's this whole cohort of us now of both physicians who are obesity medicine certified, as well as certified life coaches. And to be able to seek out one of them, and there's a lot of them who have programs actually that are specifically coaching only. And so to be able to seek out someone who understands both obesity from a pathophysiological, like down to the nitty gritty science, but then also being able to understand that coaching aspect and how to apply it practically, I think is a really good fit. And so honestly, looking for a physician who is certified in obesity medicine, looking through the OMA, the Obesity Medicine Association, looking through ABOM, the American Board of Obesity Medicine, and finding physicians there, and then doing a little bit. I could probably sit here and just start naming people, but to do a little bit of digging, peeking at their websites to see, hey, what are they doing? Are they mentioning that they're doing coaches that they have either coaching themselves, maybe they have coaches that are part of their program, but someone who is either a physician or supervised by a physician may be a really good fit if you're looking for that medical weight loss approach. So what if someone's like, that sounds great. I would love to learn how to like think about my problems differently and change my mindset and see if I can get kind of unstuck from some of the things that that I don't like or or just open my world to new possibilities, right? Just figure out how to to open myself to those and, and see the different possibilities. But maybe they like don't really want a life coach. Are there are there tools that, you know, are there books or resources or courses where people kind of can teach themselves some of these skills? Is that something that's out there? Yeah. So the first place I would direct people is my podcast. I have a podcast called Conquer Your Weight. And in that podcast, we explore a lot of the life coaching tools and how you can apply those to your life. And so if you're looking for that specifically in the weight loss realm, that is a really great place to go. Otherwise, let's just talk a little coaching right now, because I love to work people through what we call the model. So the model is this idea that you have a circumstance that happens in your life. It is something completely neutral. And that can be like an event that can be words someone said, that can be the number you see on the scale, a, the weather, you know, something just a completely neutral fact that happens. And it means absolutely nothing until we have a thought about it. And so our human brains see and interpret something. We have a thought about it and it drives this whole chain where we have a thought. It drives a feeling that happens in our body. And from that place, we take certain actions, which then drive the results we get in our lives. And so, for example, in the weight loss space, you can imagine a circumstance like your weight. You step on the scale and you see the weight 200 pounds. And that is just a number. That means 
absolutely nothing until we interpret it. And so you can imagine that a man who is six foot four steps on the scale and sees 200 pounds and he's like, that's just what I weigh, right? Because he's a large human being versus when a petite woman who's five foot two steps in the scale and sees 200 pounds, that may mean a very different thing for her as well as someone who previously weighed 300 pounds, they step on the scale, they see 200 pounds and their thought is like, oh my gosh, I've lost a hundred pounds. I'm the most amazing person ever. And they are driven, you know, they're feeling very motivated and they continue to take actions that lead them towards weight loss. And they continue to get the results of weight loss in their life, as opposed to a person maybe their normal weight was in the 140s or 150s. And over the years, they saw their weight creep up and now they've stepped in the scale. They see the number 200 pounds and they think, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm seeing this number. And they feel devastated and discouraged. And they're like, it doesn't matter. Like whatever I do, like it's not going to work. And it's hard for them to take actions that lead to weight loss. And so from a completely neutral place of the number 200, we get totally different results in our lives. And so being able to see what are the thoughts that I'm having and what what aspect of this is coming from me and how can I adjust that? And so looking back at that model and really getting clear on, huh, this is interesting. This is coming from me is really it's empowering to be able to realize, okay, this isn't a number I want to see, but does that have to drive feeling discouraged and feeling defeated or a negative emotion? Or can it instead be like, huh, this is information and yes. move forward from that place? Yeah. Well, I'm starting to think I might secretly be a life coach because I, you know, I, I walk patients through that with their weight all the time. Like it's, it's just a number, right? So mm-hmm. like, let's not put a judgment on it. It's just a number. And how can we view it sort of like a scientist, right? Like, okay, like it's just a number. It's 200. It's just telling mm-hmm. me it's up or down and I get to do something with that information. So I think that that's like a powerful mm-hmm. example I, I think we have a lot of like black and white thinking around food too, right? Like, oh, like I ate yes. this, you know, this cookie or this milkshake or this burrito or whatever. And we're like, well, that was, that was a bad choice. And now I'm a bad person. And like all these thoughts, right. And you're like, it was a cookie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but it yeah. leads to all this other stuff, right. It might lead to just like feeling frustrated and giving up. And now you're eating more cookies. Now you're not weighing yourself. Now it's like spiraling in this way. When at the end of the day, it was, it was like you ate one cookie, which is a normal activity that many people are doing probably right this minute world round. But your reaction to someone who maybe has been struggling with weight and trying to change how you're eating was that eating that cookie made you a failure. And now it's creating this full spiral. So like just being a little bit more of like a neutral observer of, of these Mm -hmm. emotions and like, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Being able, so I often compare it to, okay, like you and I, we're going to sit on a couch and we're just going to look at your brain. We're going to see your thought patterns and we're just going to watch it as if it were on a movie screen. And we're just going to watch how this happened. Because like you said, there's plenty of people who eat a cookie and literally have no thoughts about it. They just ate a cookie and that was just what they do on a Tuesday night, right? And there's other people who it sets off an entire spiral or it means they've failed their diet and the rest of the day doesn't count and does any of it matter and really start beating themselves up. And so, yeah, why why does it have to be that? And it's funny, I think 
honestly, many of the physicians who have been in the obesity medicine space for a while, you're absolutely coaches, right? Like there's absolutely in order to be a successful physician for our patients and to guide them through these things, we have to help employ these tools. And so whether you've been officially certified or whether it's something that you've been self-taught along the years, absolutely you're doing that. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I'll do the official training. <laughs> so, but yeah, that sounds powerful. Do you have any, I'm springing this on you, but do you have like mm-hmm. any amazing like success stories that you're like, this has like, you know, life coaching someone or even maybe your own story. I don't know, but you know, what have you yeah. seen life coaching be able to do for someone? So one of the areas that has been most powerful is in weight maintenance. It's amazing to me, a lot of times in the weight loss journey, there are things that we employ and we're thinking like, okay, I'll be able to do this. And like, I'll just do it for the next year or the next, you know, six months or whatever that period of time is. Let me just do these things. And then once I get to my goal weight, I'll just go back to everything that I've done before. And so being able to transition from a weight loss journey to a weight maintenance journey is something that a lot of people don't really think about. And the weight loss journey is often focused on the weight loss journey and not the maintenance journey. And so being able to employ, okay, if I want to eat a cookie or I'm thinking about a couple of my patients and they have the foods, I call them kryptonite foods. And we all have them like a food that like, I'm just going to avoid that because I know it's better for me. For me, it's Oreos. I'm like, it is better for me to just leave those in the grocery store because if they find their way into my house, it becomes a whole thing. And so how do you live in harmony with those foods? And how do you work through being able to have that food in your house or go to a party where that food is at and to be able to eat it and feel powerful. And so I worked through this with my patients where I actually gave a patient this assignment today. And every few days I'm giving an assignment where I have a patient go out and buy their kryptonite food and intentionally eat it from a place of what are they thinking about? Are they like, what's the enjoyment at the first bite? What's the enjoyment at the second bite? What are the thoughts that they're having? And being able to come into harmony with that food such that they can totally coexist in the world with their Coke or their Oreos or their ramen soup or their peanut butter and jelly. And I, as I'm saying those different things, I have a couple of patients specifically in mind that have transitioned to, yeah, I could absolutely have a bowl of ramen soup and it is just a bowl of ramen soup. It doesn't have to be setting off an entire chain of events for me. And so that I love. I also, in working through plateaus, I work really significantly with patients on being able to tune into their bodies and paying attention to what is your hunger signals? What are your fullness signals? We know that those things can be really off when we deal with excess weight, but being able to, maybe we're supporting patients with medications and then being able to start tuning into, wow, I'm eating at a period of time where I'm not even hungry. And so realizing I'm emotional eating, people think of emotional eating as like stress eating and that type of thing. But emotional eating is actually eating for any reason that's not hunger. So it's eating for stress. It's eating for boredom. It's eating because you deserve it at the end of a long day. Any of those reasons. 
And being able to have a patient in a place where they feel just really frustrated, they've been trying all these different things, and then to stop looking outward and instead just turn completely inward and see, okay, what is happening in my life? What do I actually feel? What do I actually need or want? And what are my goals? And then starting to align those things. It It's so fun to be able to see when someone feels like they are just the boss of them and there's not food that's in charge. There's not circumstances that are in charge. They just feel like they are in charge. And that's an amazing, empowering feeling. Love all of that. We've covered some of that on this podcast. I think the yeah, you have is huge. So one of, I think it's the second episode is all about weight maintenance. I wanted to start with that. Like, what does it look like to maintain weight? Like people tell you a million ways to lose weight. What's life going to look like in maintenance? Like what data do we have? What do people who are successful doing? So that is like, I think that episode is gold. And I think emotional eating mm-hmm. you did, did one on that. And, and it is so much like finding why that's happening and trying to interrupt some of those patterns. Your example of like, you called them kryptonite foods. I call them trigger foods. You know, those foods where mm-hmm. you just, you know, if it's there, you're going to eat it more often maybe than you should or eat too much of it at once or not feel good w- when you eat it. Those foods that just, you know, maybe you don't have a good relationship with. And I love that. I usually give homework on the show. I give some actionable item, right? I'm all about actionable items. And I think that's like a, a great one if you're feeling in a good place to try. If there's a, a food that you know you tend to struggle with portion size with, or some loss of control with, or that you're eating maybe at not the right times, you're you're finding yourself eating it when you're bored or emotional. What would it feel like? What would it feel like to have that food in a controlled setting where you just, you gave yourself a reasonable portion and you just sat and enjoyed it and you just paid attention to it and you paid attention to the thoughts in your head and you paid attention to the food and didn't let it have control over you. And so that's like an experiment when you're in a little bit of a a better place when you in a good place with your Mm -hmm. weight, your body to try I had a, a patient who we did that once with uh, Reese's peanut butter cups were like a big trigger for her. Just, you know, she could just eat the whole bag, which I relate to because Reese's peanut butter cups are delicious. They're and pretty good. <laughs> and she was so excited. She's like, you know, I tried it and I ate three of them. And I like, it, it felt so amazing to only eat three of them. And, you mm-hmm. know, when we start figuring out our patterns and our triggers or our kryptonite and like how to change our relationship with them. It's that's where like the magic happens, right? Where we can kind of feel better and, and have long-term results. Well, the amazing thing is our enjoyment actually goes up. And so if I think about eating Reese's, for example, when you have the first bite, it is so good, right? You, totally, the first yeah. bite is going to be the best bite. I, think I talked about this. It's like all that first bite. Yeah. So good. It's all that hedonic reward lighting up your brain, right? Exactly. And then the more you have, you're getting less and less reward from it. And then you get to a point, sometimes we even eat so much that we're like physically uncomfortable. And then not only are you getting less reward, you actually start getting negative feedback. And so what could have been a really pleasurable experience from having a small appropriate quantity where you stop and you enjoyed the full mouthfeel and, you know, enjoyed every last morsel of that food, that could have been this amazing experience. And instead we take it and turn it into a negative experience by overeating and overindulging. And now we're full, we're maybe uncomfortably full. We're starting to beat ourselves up about it when it could have just been a single Reese's or three Reese's instead of the whole bag. I love it. Perfect. 
Any final thoughts as we kind of wrap up here? Anything about life coaching or helping people lose weight that you'd like to share? Yeah, I think that being able to be supported on your weight loss journey can look like a lot of different things. And so for patients who are listening, for physicians who are listening, there's no reason it has to be at it alone. I think a lot of people feel like they should be able to figure this out. They feel like a failure because they have tried every diet they've tried, or they feel like they've tried every diet, every exercise plan, and they are just struggling to come up with what is going to be the right fit for them. And so being able to work with someone, whether that's an obesity medicine physician, whether that's a life coach who specializes in this area, maybe someone who does both, to be able to support them, to give them advice and guidance on what is going to make the most sense from them, someone who can look at it just objectively. We really do not do a good job of looking at ourselves and our own situations objectively. So getting that mirror to look and being able to show you what is going on is really so important. And so if you are alone and struggling through weight loss and trying to figure it out, the best advice I have is to reach out for help with someone who can work with you one-on-one, not just a program, but someone who's going to be able to talk to you to address your concerns and then help you to overcome the problems that are specifically an issue for you. I love that. Yeah. It's not your fault and you don't have to like do it on your own, right? Like there's, there's no prize for how you get there. You just need to, to reach that goal. And if that means getting a coach, like get a coach, if that means getting a physician, get a physician, you know, I always think about like our athletes, right? You think about Olympic athletes or something or football or whatever your sport is. None of those people are just showing up and being awesome. They all have coaches, often exactly. lots of coaches, right? Who get them where they're going. And so whatever it is in life, if you are not reaching your goal, maybe it's because you just need someone who can give you that outside perspective and show you how you could get to that goal. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so there's no reason you have to do this any differently. So how can people connect with you either, you know, as patients or as uh, following your podcast? Where, where are you at? Yeah, absolutely. So I am licensed in Illinois and Virginia. So if you have anyone listening who is looking for a doctor in Illinois or Virginia, my practice is completely telemedicine based right now. I am hanging a little shingle. I sublet a space as of the last couple of weeks where I am seeing some patients who are local to me in Charlottesville, Virginia. But otherwise, you can find me at my website. It's sarahstombaughmd.com. And then I have a podcast, which is the Conquer Your Weight podcast. And that is available on all of the major podcast networks. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure people have links to that. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Samba and everyone else. Take care. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Frank Avila show, where we learn about all things related to weight and health. If you love this podcast, make sure to leave those five-star reviews and share this podcast with a friend or loved one. If you have a topic about weight and health you want me to tackle, head over to the website, thedrfrankavillashow.com to submit your question. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss next week's episode. Take care.